Let us pray. Lord, bring your word near to us. May it rest on our lips. May it also reside in our hearts, Father. By the power of your Holy Spirit, help us to respond to your word with our whole lives until you become our dwelling place. Through Jesus Christ we pray, amen. Our next reading is, is from Luke. And as we, as we continue in the readings of Luke, and we're finding that Jesus has been baptized. He has been transfigured, as Jacqueline talked about last week. There's so many things going on. But just after his baptism, the Holy Spirit takes him out into the wilderness. And there's a movement here. So Eleanor's going to read. Listen carefully. Then Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan River. He was led by the Spirit in the wilderness, where he was tempted by the devil for 40 days. Jesus ate nothing at all that time and became very hungry. Then the devil said to him, if you are the son of God, change the stone into a loaf of bread. But Jesus told him, no. The scriptures say people do not live by bread alone. Then the devil took him up and revealed to him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. I will give you the glory of these kingdoms and authority over them, the devil said, because they are mine to give to anyone I please. I will give it all to you if you will worship me. Jesus replied, the scriptures say, you must worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil took him to Jerusalem, to the highest point of the temple, and said, If you are the Son of God, jump off. For the scriptures say, He will order his angels to protect and guard you, and they will hold you up with their hands, so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. Jesus responded, the scriptures also say, you must not test the Lord your God. When the devil had finished tempting Jesus, he left him until the next opportunity came. Thank you. The scriptures say, how good are you at quoting scripture? If I presented you with a problem, how good would you be at responding to me with scripture? I'm going to say many of us may struggle with that. We may have a phrase in our head that we might be able to use, but one of the things we get stuck on is, is I'm not really good at that. Now, systematic theology is what's that called, when, when you can take one piece of scripture, quote it up back against another, and back it up or refute it. How many people studied systematic theology? 
Yeah, <laughs> me. So what you're seeing here is something that confuses a lot of people and, and, and why often these passages are left on their own not to make any sense. Because the inability not to be able to quote scripture at any time or any place can make us feel like a failure, can't it? I, I, I just can't do that. I can sort of paraphrase something. You know, that may be your thought. Or, or my memory is not what it used to be. Or I've always been horrible. Or the worst is I've never read the Bible. I, I don't know. And, and, and any of those may well be true. And here's the thing about what Eleanor just read. It's God is trying to say something to us, but we have to listen. There's something that's going on. The devil has doubts. You notice that? If. He says it three times. If. If you are the son of God. Does he know that for sure? If Jesus is the son of God. What do you think? Why is he asking the question? And in a moment in time, he shows him all of the world. He says, I'll give this to you. It can be yours. If, if you worship me. If you are the son of God, jump. God won't let you hurt yourself. He'll send his angels. If. And Jesus responds with scripture, but the scripture he responds with is, my trust is solely in God. I'm not going to play this game with you. I trust in God. This is a test, this is a trial, this is a tribulation. You're trying to offer me a chance to have idolatry in my life, but I'm gonna pass and trust in God. That's tricky, isn't it? He, he doesn't rely on his human person he doesn't stand up to the devil and says, well, what do you mean, if I am the son of God? Haven't you seen the things I've done? Would that be our, our reaction? From the, be somebody being offensive, be offensive back. No, haven't you seen what I've done in this world? The deaf can, deaf can hear, the blind can see, the lame can walk. Haven't you seen that? Where have you been? But Jesus doesn't do that, does he? He says, man does not live by bread alone. If the Lord has led me by the Spirit into the wilderness and I have nothing to eat, okay, I trust he knows what he's doing. That's not easy, is it? I think most people would rather rely on the other, build themselves up. For every if question Jesus is given, if you worship me, worship God alone. There's only one God, and it's not you. You are the Lord of this world, but it was God that sent you here. Jesus says in Scripture, I saw Satan fall, cast out of heaven. Jesus knows who he is, but he doesn't give in to his human personality. He says, I trust in God alone. For many of us, that's tricky. For many of us, that's tricky. So the question is, does Scripture help then? Does Scripture help? Because you may be thinking, well, 
it's good for comfort. It's good for some, you know, when I'm feeling down. It's good for helping me understand the words of God. Yes, yeah, so I, I guess it does help. But what about those people who have never read the Bible? What about those people who can't read? We have a large, believe it or not in Canada, we have a larger literacy problem. Many people can't read. They have never read the Bible. They might have looked at some pictures in a picture book. But what are they? It, it says, if you call on the name of Jesus, does it say, if you are able to read the name of Jesus? It says, no, if you call on the name of Jesus, you will be saved. Jesus doesn't answer us, but oops, sorry, you haven't read my word. You can't quote scripture. So come back when you can. You notice that's not in there. That is not in there. Anyone who calls on the name of Jesus will be saved, no matter where they find themselves. Scripture helps us with temptation, trial, testing. But those things Jesus tells us are not forever. They're here in this life. And in Jesus' trials in the wilderness and temptations in the wilderness, we are shown that the devil gives up and goes away. The devil goes away. Permanently? No. For a time. If you met the devil today, Jeannie Kay, and he offered you all of the worlds, for he is Lord of all of those worlds, if, if you'll just worship him. I see it's not, now, now, now you think, what was that, what, what, what did Jesus say, what did Jesus say? <laughs> Makes you nervous, doesn't it? If I came down and did this to anyone standing here, the devil's going to test you. He's going to come up and he's going to say, hey, you know what, if you are who you say you are, jump off this building. Yeah, no. See, our first impulse is, no. Not to quote scripture, is it? Because we're real people. And Jesus knows that and God knows that. And God never leaves us alone to figure these things out. God has put it in front of us to say, trust in God, no matter the time or the situation. The devil knows our doubts and our insecurities. Now, this is the opera. I'm going to pick on Jeannie Kay again, okay? Everybody's going, yeah. <laughs> You're a quilting maniac. <laughs> you love to quilt. I've seen them. They're gorgeous. The devil comes up to you and says, Jeannie Kay, hey, now I know you've won a few things, but I can make you win them all. Uh-huh, I could. All you have to do, <laughs> it sounds like a pretty good deal, doesn't it? Have you got that thing in your life where you go, this is something that's good. Could it be better? The devil knows that. And the temptation that we go through, the times in the wilderness where things don't seem like they're going to work out, God is always with us. Those times of testing, those times of trials, those times of idolatry. God is always there. By trusting in God, 
the devil goes away until there's a better time or a better person. Yeah. One of my favorite books by C.S. Lewis is Wormwood. Have you ever read it? Yes. It's quite a book, isn't it? The little, little, little demon testing the Christian all the time, looking for those possibilities. And it's all about a letter that he writes to his uncle. If you haven't read it, I encourage you to read it. It's by C.S. Lewis. It's a classic. But one of the things that he, he writes back and forth and hoping that he can find that little spot, a quilting queen. <laughs> oh. Yeah. When you get tempted with like that, you go, yeah, no. No, better not. Because that's not what the Bible teaches. Let us pray. Lord, you are the almighty God, and you live with us in places of threat and danger. And Lord, we trust in you because you are able to make peace in the middle of warfare, turn rough places into level ground. Lord, teach us to prepare a table where our enemies may feast instead of fight. Lord, this morning we pray for those who do not have enough, do not have enough to eat or wear, or for those that live without justice, Lord. We trust in you because you fill the emptiness with good things and lift up the lowly, Lord. Help us to share our abundance and to work for freedom and dignity of all your children. We pray for those that are chronically homeless, wandering the streets of our city and sleeping unprotected. And those who are homeless for a season, Lord, because of natural disasters, because of economic reasons. Lord, we trust in you because you give even the sparrow a nest. Lord, make us determined more determined to assist those that need a place to live, those that need a warm bed. Lord, we pray for those who suffer in body or in mind or of spirit, and we trust that you are able to lift them up and to heal them and make them whole in this life and, of course, Lord, in the next. Make us tender caregivers, Lord, searching for the lost, searching for the broken, searching for the marginalized. Lord, may we work in us to reach out to those who would love to know you better but don't know how to get there. Lord, we pray for the church. We pray for the church that is always dividing and uniting. We pray for the churches that are always wavering and witnessing because we trust in you for you alone called the church into being and have made us your body and bride. You have put us in the world for the world for your glory, Lord. Lord, help us to keep from being both uncertain and too certain. Help us to joyfully trust that the Spirit is leading us into new and wondrous opportunities of faith and service. God, you are our refuge 
and our fortress, our hope, our shelter. Lord, you are our shade. We pray these things in the name of Jesus Christ, your one and only begotten Son, who is generous to all who call upon him. And we pray this in Christ's name. Amen.